0: It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. The Chief Executive accuses Washington of beautifying acts that endanger national security. The science behind the government's social distancing policy comes under scrutiny. And Canada leads a call by 41 countries to allow human rights officials immediate and unfettered access to Xinjiang. The chief executive has accused the United States of beautifying acts that endanger national security with its criticism of the Hong Kong authorities' crackdown on Apple Daily. Carrie Lam says Hong Kong's national security law must be enforced, as Timmy Sung reports.
1: The chief executive told a weekly press briefing that the legislation is in place to prevent, stop, and punish acts that endanger national security, as well as to provide a deterrent effect.
2: <laughs> We
1: will not let this law be treated as if it doesn't exist, she said. Mrs Lam said the arrest of several senior Apple Daily executives last week had nothing to do with journalism and the move cannot be described as suppression of press freedom. The authorities' action against Apple Daily, which includes the prosecution of two executives for conspiracy to collude with foreign elements, has drawn international condemnation. Washington said it's concerned by the Hong Kong authorities using the security law as a tool to suppress independent media, silence dissenting voices and stifle freedom of expression. But the CEO said this accusation is wrong, referring specifically to the Apple Daily case.
2: What we are talking about is not exchanging views between foreigners and journalists. It is violating the law as defined in the national security law and based on the very clear evidence which will bring the case to court. So don't try to underplay the significance of bridging the national security law. And don't try to beautify these acts of endangering national security. All those accusations made by the U.S. government, I'm afraid, are wrong.
1: With Apple Daily's assets frozen as part of the national security probe, it has told its staff that the newspaper will fold by the weekend unless its money is released. Mr. Slam says Security Secretary John Lee will act in accordance with the law when he processes an application from the paper to unfreeze the assets, and the employees' interests will also be protected if they are affected.
0: Police have arrested a 40-year-old man for allegedly uttering seditious words after they received a report that a Liberate Hong Kong flag was hung on the laundry rack outside his Mong Kok flat. Francis Sit reports.
3: Officers said they received a report from a passerby yesterday afternoon and arrived at the flat on 5th Street in the evening to arrest a man. They subsequently removed the flag, which showed the slogan both in Chinese and English. The man was being investigated by the Mongkok District Crime Squad. The crime of uttering seditious words is part of a rarely used colonial-era law which can see first-time offenders jailed for up to two years and fined $5,000. Prosecutors have used the law to charge people-power activist Tam Tak Chi, accusing him of chanting seditious slogans that incited hatred and contempt of the Hong Kong government.
0: The chief executive has reiterated that there's no exact science behind the government's decision to keep in place a ban on public gatherings of more than four people under newly eased social distancing rules. That's despite new rules allowing up to 180 people to dine in backwards indoors. Richard Pine has more.
4: Carrie Lam announced the new rules on Monday and battered away allegations that the administration was trying to curb protests by maintaining the restrictions on outdoor public gatherings. She explained that infection risks were being taken into account and it was easier to implement the rules in confined spaces. But she was again asked about the matter before the executive council meeting.
2: I have uh, made it very clear and I have admitted that in determining social distancing measures, there is no exact science. It is a judgment based on several factors."
4: The factors Lamb listed included the epidemic situation, the nature of the activity that needs to be regulated, and society's need for that activity. Mrs Lam said the authorities also have to consider risk factors associated with such activities, whether they're manageable, and if whoever is organizing a type of activity has the ability to comply with requirements imposed on that activity under social distancing measures.
0: The EU is investigating Google over its domination of the online advertising market. Regulators are probing whether Google favours its own display ads in a way that violates competition rules. About 16%, or 23 billion US dollars, of Google's advertising revenue comes from the advertising technology that it shares with other companies. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Canada has led a call by 41 countries to allow the UN Human Rights Chief immediate and unfettered access to the Xinjiang region of China. They told the UN Human Rights Council they want to investigate reports of the arbitrary detention and degrading treatment of more than a million people in Xinjiang, which is mainly populated by Muslim Uyghurs. The joint statement was read out by the Canadian ambassador to the UN, Leslie Norton.
1: We urge China to allow immediate, meaningful, and unfettered access to Xinjiang for independent observers, including the High Commissioner, and to urgently implement the Committee on the Elimination of Racial Discrimination's eight recommendations related to Xinjiang, including by ending the arbitrary detention of Uyghurs and members of other Muslim minorities.
0: Back locally and back to one of our top stories. As Carrie Lam ended her briefing this morning, an Apple Daily reporter shouted what would have probably been his final questions to the chief executive. But there was no reply for the journalist whose outlet is likely to shut down by the weekend. Timmy Sung reports.
1: With its assets frozen as part of a national security investigation, Apple Daily has already stopped some services and has warned the whole operation could close down by Saturday. A veteran political correspondent from the paper was still at the CEC's press conference, though. But he wasn't picked to ask a question. You You said the national security law won't affect press freedom, but me and many of my colleagues will no longer be able to cover the news anymore. He shouted out at the end of the briefing. Can you respond, he asked. But Mr Snap ignored him and headed straight for the exit. The journalist, who declined to be named, says the likely closure of the pro-democracy daily after 26 years will be a pity, and he isn't sure if he will continue in journalism because the media landscape has changed rapidly since the implementation of the security law.
5: We are just uh, normal journalists trying to do normal things, but uh, it seems uh, it's getting really difficult. Uh, at at this moment. Hong Kong is at at a a critical moment uh, right now um, due to the implementation of the national security law. So without Apple Daily and uh, similar media, I think uh, it will be really difficult for the Hong Kong people to know what the government are doing to them.
1: He said it's now down to other media outlets in the city to try to hold the government to account if they can.
5: I think the the future is pretty groomed, but uh, I think uh, it really relied uh, on the frontline journalists on how they do their work in the future, uh, like uh, asking the questions that Hong Kong people uh, really want to ask and try to keep the government on track.
1: He says when reporters are unclear where the red lines are, it creates this right to terror. But officials ought to avoid this, he says, if they really are committed to upholding press freedom.
0: The first person in Hong Kong to be charged under the national security law, Tong Ying Kit, has lost another legal challenge against the Justice Secretary's decision to deny him trial by jury. The Court of Appeal decision to uphold a lower court's ruling comes one day before his trial is set to begin. Jimmy Choi with that story.
6: 24-year-old Tong Ying Kit is charged with terrorism and inciting secession for allegedly driving his motorbike into a group of police officers while flying a protest flag on July 1st last year, the day after the security legislation came into effect. Tong is also facing an alternative charge to that of terrorism, causing grief is bodily harm by dangerous driving. In refusing him a trial by jury, the Secretary for Justice has cited the personal safety of jurors and family members under Article 46, Section 1 of the National Security Law. Mr Tong's application for a judicial review against the decision was thrown out last month by High Court Judge Alex Lee, who said he agreed with prosecutors that an indictment does not give defendants in Hong Kong the general or constitutional right to a jury trial. In appealing that decision, Mr Tong's lawyer, Senior Counsel Philip Dykes, argued that the court had erred in ruling that there was no constitutional right to a jury trial at the High Court, pointing to principles in place before the enactment of the national security law. Mr Dykes also argued that the court had mistakenly ruled that the Department of Justice's decision to invoke Article 46, Section 1 of the National Security Law was a prosecutorial decision protected from interference under the basic law. He submitted that ordinary procedural justice demands that the secretary hear from the defendant before she makes the decision. But in his judgment, Justice Jeremy Poon upheld lower court's reasoning and the decision to issue a non-trial jury certificate under the national security law is not open to a conventional judicial review challenge. He said the decision was only amenable to challenges on the limited grounds of dishonesty, bad faith and exceptional circumstances, which the applicant had failed to satisfy. Justice Johnson-Lam, meanwhile, held that if there were a conflict between the national security law and the criminal procedure ordinance, the security law shall prevail.
0: Another of the 47 people facing a subversion charge over the pro democracy camp's Legco primaries last year has been granted bail. Owen Chao was the 12th person in the group freed on bail, as Maggie Ho reports.
3: The 24-year-old was released on the cash bail of $50,000 and a surety of another 50000 by the High Court. Justice Esther Toe ordered the national security suspects to surrender all his travel documents and not to leave Hong Kong. He has to report to the police every evening, observe an overnight curfew and can't contact any prosecution witnesses. The judge also told Mr. Chow not to make any speeches or take part in any behavior that could be seen as endangering national security. She barred him from participating in any elections or contacting foreign officials. Conditions that were also imposed on others granted bail in a case.
0: Tourism sector lawmaker Yu si Wing says the government should compensate quarantine hotels for their losses caused by a change in quarantine rules that are expected to take effect next month. Wendy Wong reports.
3: Arrivals from overseas who are fully vaccinated will soon only be required to undergo seven days of quarantine, down from 14 days, as long as they also test positive for antibodies against COVID-19. The government has appealed to quarantine hotels to offer flexibility to travellers and let them leave early without a penalty. But speaking on an RTHK program, Mr Yu said the government should offer subsidies to hotels which will be affected by the new arrangement.
5: Mm. The hotels
3: would suffer losses as the customers suddenly leave seven days early. They can't take new walking customers to fill the gap as they are designated for quarantine purposes, he said. The lawmaker also said Hong Kong might need additional quarantine hotels as more people could come here given the relaxation in rules. He said more than 30 quarantine hotels are already heavily booked for July.
0: Overseas and Myanmar's military government says it killed four opposition fighters and arrested eight others in a clash in the city of Mandalay. It said its troops were met with small arms fires and grenades when they raided a boarding school used by a group opposed to military rule. The BBC's Rebecca Henschke has this.
6: There is a troop build-up now in the city after this a gunfight that took place in the early hours of the morning in Mandalay. More troops are coming into the city, we are hearing sporadic gunfire. A short while ago we we're also hearing a report of a, a bomb at a local police station that may be linked to the People's Defence Force. The People's Defence Force, this group of civilian militias who are fighting against the military coup, and we're hearing from civilians on the ground there that they're fearing very frightened. Sports and
0: in football, England will be without Chelsea duo Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell in their final Euro 2020 Group D match against the Czech Republic later tonight, after the pair were forced to isolate following exposure to club teammate and Scotland star Billy Gilmore. Mount and Chilwell will be in isolation till next Monday, and they could also miss England's last 16 tie, depending on who the three Lions play. The BBC's John Murray looks ahead to tonight's matches featuring England and Scotland.
1: The scenario is clear enough for the
0: two home nations in Group D. Now that England's qualification has been confirmed, they will finish top of the group and stay at Wembley for the last 16 match if they beat the current leaders, the Czech Republic. Scotland must win at Hampden against Croatia, otherwise they face the same fate as at every other World Cup or European Championship they've been to and exit at the group stage. In the NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders player Carl Nassib has announced he's gay, making him the first active player to come out. In a video post, he said he finally felt comfortable getting the issue off his chest.
5: What's up, people? I'm Carl
3: Nassib. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. i got the best family, friends and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important.
0: On the ice, the Tampa Bay Lightning have taken the lead against the New York Islanders in the Stanley Cup semifinals. And in this emphatic fashion, Steven Samkus and Alex Killorn each scored twice. And the defending champions blew out the Islanders 8-0 in Game 5 to take a 3-2 series lead. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The chief executive accuses Washington of beautifying acts that endanger national security and the science behind the government's social distancing policy comes under scrutiny. The news from RTHK. (laughs) RTHK Radio 3
7: He painted sulfur smoke it up, some cardboard boxes from the shop, and parts of Ancoats where I used to play. I'm sure he once walked down our street cause he painted kids who had out on the feet, the clothes he wore had all seen better days. Now they said. No room, all up the walls are full. But Lowry didn't care much anyway. They said he just paints cats and dogs and matched up men in boots and trunks. And Lowry said that's just the way they'll stay. And he painted matches. Were wearing thin when London started calling him To come on down and wear the old flat cap They said, tell us all about your ways And all about them sulphur days Is it true you're just an ordinary chap? And he painted my stone man and my stone
8: he painted kids on the corner of the street that was sparking cloth. Now he takes his brutally weight outside the factory gate to paint his match man and match-dog.
7: Now Lowry's hung upon the wall, beside the greatest of them all,
6: And even the Mona Lisa
7: takes a bow. This tired old man with hair like snow told northern folk it's time to go The fever came and the good lord mopped his brow
8: And he loved much that second hour this tuesday evening into of course wednesday morning in just a few minutes from now peter king with you looking after you want a song by the way it's radio pete at gmail we started off with brian and michael they had a hit with this one back in the 70s it was a tribute to the painter ls lowry of course match men and match cats and dogs which is how he made his paintings this one not too far back, although we have got some great memories from the 60s coming up in a few minutes. To the early 80s, of course, Barbara Streisand, Woman in Love, co-produced by the Bee Gees too.